how about that cigar? How about that cigar? Guys, what night is it? It's Tuesday night. It's our favorite night of the week. Welcome to episode number 44 of How About That Cigar Live. We are here on Facebook. If you guys would, please do us a favor. Take one second and share us out right now to your favorite Facebook cigar groups. As always, if you guys have any questions or comments, leave them for us live during the show, and we will add those on to the list. We want to thank you for joining us. As always, we are coming to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios here at Sodi Cigar Shop in Stillwater, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And Drew Estate would like to announce the reopening of the Cigar Safari Program. It is the ultimate experiential cigar tour to Esteli, Nicaragua, hosted at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate for four days and three nights. Since 2008, Drew Estate has been industry leader in cigar tourism through their Cigar Safari Program. Safari presents an opportunity for consumers and retailers to take a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Drew Estate's Nicaraguan Cigar Factory and explore the ecotourism of Nicaragua. At La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, guests learn the entire process of creation from seed to cigar, including the magic experience of blending their own cigars. While visiting subculture studios, attendees will also have Drew Estate's very own art team create and custom paint an item of their choosing. The experience is truly unforgettable and unique among cigar manufacturers. For more info on all of that, please visit CigarSafari.com. So, Garrett, I heard there might be a little bit of a football game coming up this weekend. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the some kind of bowl, something or some, other. Like the orange bowl? Orange, or? some, I don't know, some kind of bowl. The, the San Francisco Mega. 96ers and the... The Kansas City barbecues, I think, uh-huh. are playing a baby football back. game. Baby backs. I, baby backs. The baby backs, yeah. yeah. So uh, look forward mm-hmm. to uh, watching uh, you know, that game with your friends, smoking some mm-hmm. cigars, eating some great food, um, mm-hmm. and for some of us, unfortunately, working while the game's going oh, on. Oh, I got to work. Wah, wah. But I'll be able to watch it after. Yeah. So, guys, if you missed last week's show, be sure to go back and check it out. You can check it out on Facebook or on YouTube or listen to the audio podcast on your favorite audio podcast platform. We interviewed mm-hmm. Mr. Scott Pierce from the PCA. Very interesting, uh, very uh, provocative interview, if you ask me. Ooh. So check it out. It was provocative. Provocative. I know, right? I know. I like it. So uh, uh, we have some super special guests this evening. We're very excited to have them on. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to wade through my... Uh, my paperwork here uh, as we get into our opening segment with our special guests, as always brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com. They are the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. And you will also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun grown tobacco as a proud American. President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com how about black mamba oh yeah let's uh let's touch on that briefly yeah so big loss big loss huge loss um you know and i you know i don't think it's it's uh you know i saw a lot of backlash people saying there were other people on that 
you know, helicopter and absolutely. And their lives are just as important, but they weren't in the public eye. They weren't a part of, you know, major culture. Yeah. Um, that's something you have to take into account. I mean, it's, it's totally understandable that people would say that there's and definitely other people on that flight. There but, totally was, but and, uh, that you look at the, the, you know, whether you're a fan or not, you know, you look at lives impacted by, by certain people. And he was one of those people who yeah. impacted a lot of others. So hugely. And, uh, so just, uh, prayers out to, uh, all of those, uh, truly close to the family. Yeah. Of all of those that were lost. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. We lost an icon though. Yeah. He will be missed, but he's got a great legacy behind him. Huge. And, uh, you know, hopefully people, uh, in that circle will continue that legacy on. I think they yep. definitely will. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So, guys, let's bring in our special guests this evening from Blind Man's Puff. Please welcome Mr. Emmett Malone and Zane Gamble to How About That Cigar Live. Guys, how you doing? Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Emmett, you're coming to us from Littleton, Colorado, correct? That is correct. And Zane, where are you live from? I am currently in Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, in a beautiful, beautiful hotel room. Unfortunately, Zane is not going to be able to smoke with us this evening. But uh, that's okay. That's okay, because... Emmett and Garrett and I will make up the slack on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Emmett smoked. Like, I said I'd pay the cleaning bill, but he wasn't down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett smokes like twice as fast as me, anyway, so he'll well, he'll do double the work. There's no way that's true. So what we're gonna do because we have Blind Man's Puff on the show, we're gonna smoke some blind cigars. So we sent some cigars to those guys, and they sent us some cigars, and we are going to cut and light these right now. Um, while we are doing that. Since, uh, Zane, you have your hands free since you're not going to be lighting up a cigar. Yes. Why don't you give our viewers and listeners just a little bit of uh, uh, a background and idea of uh, Blind Man's Puff, what it's all about, and um, what you guys do in cigar media? Yeah, so Blind Man's Puff, uh, like the name entails, uh, we do all our tasting blind. Uh, We have uh, panels of four to five tasters who are, you know, smoking three to four cigars a month. Um, kind of putting everything in their words. Um, so we, we pretty much leave it up to them, what kind of notes they're getting. And at the end, we kind of formulate everything and tabulate and post the, the reviews with, with some pictures. Um, you know, the whole premise of, of what we do is just honest cigars, honest reviews. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a different experience, Matt, as you know, uh, smoking cigars without bands. You really kind of get to think past it and, really discover what you like yeah and it's um and and pretty much everybody knows because i talk about it a lot is that i you know um i i really got my start with blind man's puff i was um with you guys for a few years and and had an absolute blast um doing the blind cigar reviews and hanging out in vegas uh covering uh covering the trade show and you know i was super excited that that we were able to have you on the show and um, you know, get other people introduced to, uh, you know, what you guys have cooking over at Blind Man's Puff. We missed you, buddy. I had to do the interviews myself this last year. It was rough. No, it was good. I thought you guys did a great job. <laughs> yeah. I, I held the camera very well. <laughs> you did. You did hold the camera very well. It was very steady. So, well, you know, Matt. we say we miss Matt, but I think I talked to you at least 32 times a day already still every day. <laughs> we do. Alive. We do. Uh, they still, even though I'm not with the Blind Man's Puff group anymore, they still allow me in the chat, and it's a lot of fun hanging out and chatting with you guys and making fun of a lot of things we see out there in the world because it, yes. it's it's kind of a good place to vent <laughs> because there's some uh, there's some really uh, 
Yeah, there's some really a safe space. Yeah, it's a safe, safe space, space to call people, call other people idiots, <laughs> which, which I do daily. Um, well, Rithy, thanks for uh, watching. Hey, Rithy, how you doing? Thank you. Um, so while we're uh, tasting these uh, these wonderful cigars here, um, and this one, I have to say, this cigar is starting out very nicely. It uh, looks like a Connecticut Shade wrapper, I think. Um, this number one that you sent to us, and it's um, uh, had a nice sort of a, a clean sort of grassy cold draw to it, but uh, exactly the first right. few lights um, really kind of mild and uh, got some, you know, really creamy kind of texture to it, and I am digging it a lot. Those Ron Mexicos are way tastier than you expect. <laughs> the Ron Mexicos are indeed. Yeah, I think this one I, you sent me is a bit stronger than the one I sent you. This is a powerhouse right off the bat for sure. Yeah, I couldn't. When I sent the two, I couldn't decide which order to put them in. So honestly, <laughs> I, I I kid you not. At the last minute, I flipped a coin Ooh, before I okay. gave numbers. So All right, yeah, I set you up with the uh, the slightly lighter shade one first. I'm digging it. Yep, uh, very much. Um, so guys, there's a lot of stuff going on in the premium cigar world right now. I'm I'm sure you're aware of everything just because you guys cover it, but. Um, I want while we're you know while we're smoking these cigars and while we're hanging out together, I want to get your thoughts on you know obviously we've talked about it a lot and and so many people around the cigar world have talked about everything that's going on with the the big PCA trade show and the big companies that are dropping out. So um, I want to get your thoughts on um, what you think it means to the industry as a whole, what you think it means to the trade show, and what you think it means to the companies who dropped out of the uh, of the big trade show. So uh, Emmett, let's start with you. Sure. Yeah, I think it's it's just a really weird time right now where I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. It could it could literally go either way. I mean, next year we could be talking about, you know, things are back to normal and, you know, everybody's uh, reconciled or we could be talking about how it's <laughs> there is no show and everybody's scrambling to go to TPE or whatnot. It's just a a super weird time and I don't I don't have any real solid prediction of where it's going to go from here, but it's definitely a sad time to see everybody so so divided when we're already, you know, divided as a country, we have to divide about more things. It's it's kind of crazy and sucks for, for a lot of reasons. There's really no winners in this situation besides maybe TPE. Did, uh, did you guys listen to David Garofalo's, uh, view into this? I did. He's <laughs> and Davis, as he's want to do is he does not sugarcoat anything at all. So, Ever since I listened to that, like I, I cannot formulate a different opinion, right? Like when he was going on about how it's the division of where PCA, you know, they they did they did throw their hat into the ring against uh, machine made cigars and flavored cigars, and you know they're really pushing that premium cigars are only X amount and up. Um, and after he kind of formulated like these are the companies that have a lot of each of that. Like even Davidoff, right? They do a lot of the machine-made cigars and their little Puritos. So ever since then, that's the only thing I can think of. That's a yeah, that's yeah, a good that's point. A fair point too. And that's one of the things that I've talked to a few people over the last uh, I don't know how, two weeks or two and a half weeks that it's been since the announcement. I have a feeling that, and and you know, this is my my opinion based on what I've learned. I'm no expert, but but I have a feeling that a lot of this hinges around flavored products mm-hmm. uh and yeah. and that's where and, and i don't think that's the case for everybody involved but i think for a lot of these companies involved we're definitely s- a factor yeah yep. i think i think it's got to be a huge factor and 
Do you guys think that that it's important that um, the industry, that the premium industry as a whole, um, gets behind flavored tobacco, or do you think we should that the premium industry should play a role in that at all? It's a tough question. I mean, the word premium itself is, is tricky in that situation because does premium mean cost? If so, then acid would would qualify. But if you're defining it as you know what you think of as a traditional you know celebratory cigar or whatever, however you define it, it's it's tricky. I yeah, I don't I don't have the answer to that. Because I don't look at acids and immediately think flavored cigars, right? Like I mean, Same you know, here. I, I just don't like they they definitely have their infused or whatever. But that's not the category I think of acid. I think of like, you know, more of the cherry flavored cigars and things yeah. like that. That's, that's really what I think about. Yeah, for for me, I my dividing line is is machine made versus mm-hmm. versus hand rolled. Um, sure. Because acid cigars at their core are hand rolled premium long filler cigars. Yep. Uh, right. And then and then if if you smoke one of them before it goes through the infusion process, it'll taste like any other non-infused non-flavored product off the shelf but it's that infusion that obviously changes them and the sweetened tip as well but but uh um i think maybe machine made is going to be kind of the line of demarcation but it's really like you guys said it's really hard to say what things are going to look like yeah i mean from the perspective of the fda that that doesn't matter like they're seeing a cherry flavored cigar or you know whatever flavor it is if it even if it costs twelve dollars they're still going to see you as targeting targeting you know miners for that which is unfortunate but someone someone's gonna have to draw a line somewhere and somebody's gonna get hurt no miners paying a nine dollars for an asset well, probably not but. right well and, you know and so so many people in tobacco um like to equate cigars with with alcohol and if we really want to look at drawing parallels you know you've got vodkas and gins and other spirits that are infused or flavored with other things. And yet they don't have nearly the scrutiny that premium cigars do. Yeah. And who in you know, high school didn't go to town on some flavored oh, vodka. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the way things are today, I mean, it's so much the, the flavors that you see on vodkas today seem to be, and I'm not throwing the liquor companies under the bus, but I'm saying some of these flavor names that are out there are so so non-adult as far as I'm concerned. I'm not, again, I'm not saying, I say make what you want to make and drink what you want to drink and smoke what you want to smoke. But when you've got vodka flavors that are called like birthday cake surprise. They have the whipped cream vodka. Whipped whipped cream vodka. I mean, it. and then, you know, they, they, like you said, the FDA doesn't bat an eye at that. But then when you've got a premium hand-rolled cigar that happens to also be infused with, you know, some natural oils and things like that and have a sweetened tip, the FDA goes apeshit over it. Yep. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how things... Yeah, I mean, if if getting a break on, on, you know, traditional premium cigars comes at the price of, you know, heavy regulation on flavored cigars, is that is that a trade-off we're willing to make? I Or is it a stepping stone to the the next Uh bench is all premium cigars, right? It's that whole, you give a little, they take more mentality, right? Even like the whole 21 years and older, right? Like all the states started and once each state kept falling, it was just a matter of time before it made its way federally. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's, um, and we talked a little to Scott Pierce about this. 
Um, and I, I really think that the PCA's number one goal is um, a premium cigar exemption. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't blame them. Honestly, if that's if that's the number one goal of the PCA, I don't blame them for that being the number one goal. And I think um, if that means that flavored cigars, I'm not saying that they're throwing flavored cigars under the bus, but if flavored cigars tend to have less of a priority when it comes to what the PCA is going to put put our money towards fighting against. I kind of am okay taking that trade off. See, David Gruffalo's got in your head too, because that was exactly <laughs> the thing he said, right? That, right uh, yep, we still right. fight, but we can't put all the money. You ha- you can't put everything toward that, right? Yeah. But I think until we have a, you know, like Emmett was alluding to earlier, until we have a clear definition of what it means to, you know, premium cigar, what that means, there's always going to be a battleground, you yeah. know. Yep. And yeah. um, but I, I agree. You know, the smart money is on non-flavored, hand-rolled cigars. Yeah. You know, for lobbying efforts. Yep. Definitely. Um. So, uh, let's do uh, some quick tasting notes, just because I. So, I'm holding. I'm trying to hold this cigar up against my shirt, so you can see. <laughs> it's this is a thin ring gauge cigar. I don't know exactly. I want to say it's maybe a forty or a forty-two. I, can't tell exactly, but typically thinner ring gauge cigars, you know, have an issue holding onto the ash. Well, this thing is not having that problem at all. It is, I mean, it is just super solid ash that I'm actually going to knock off right now because I don't want to get cocky. But um, and and the flavors from it are are really Stupid. they're they're really mild, but they're also really so good. good. There's there's this sort of creamy texture to it, and there's like some some i don't know roasted kind of almond kind of thing cooking in the background and a little bit of uh cedar so i i'm very much digging it a lot what are you getting there garrett i'm almost getting you know uh it sounds almost candela ish with that you know the cold draw that grass i'm still getting some of that that grassy yeah uh flavor but in a good way yeah um it's really clean it is it's a really clean yeah that's a good descriptor it's a clean grass, smooth, um, with maybe just a hint of uh, like a white pepper. A white pepper. On the, uh, Not a black pepper the, or a red pepper, but no. a white pepper. Yeah. Or do, do we have to say white pepper? White. White pepper with the whipped cream. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Emmett, what do you uh, think of that uh, number one? So, I'm actually, I'm really enjoying this. The it's pretty strong. It's got some really good, interesting uh, spice to it, almost like a cayenne pepper. It's like it's like a red pepper, I want to say. And there's, there's definitely some black pepper in there too. And maybe underneath that, a um, little bit of little bit of woodiness, a little bit of nuts. That's uh, that's what I'm getting. Mostly the spices though, but in a good way. Nice. I draws about taste- perfect. I'm tasting sadness <laughs> and regret. Didn't you have a sandwich back there? You could tell how how it tasted, or yeah, it's like it's habanero-y and chickeny <laughs> and hints of slaw. And it and it smells like hotel room. God, this room is gonna. Yeah, I really feel bad for whoever gets this room next because that sandwich is gonna it's gonna be in the curtains. Is it the sandwich or what your body does to that sandwich afterwards is gonna destroy it? Both. <laughs> it's a team probably, effort. Probably the team most effort. innocent thing those curtains have seen in a long time. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> it is Portland, after all. Yeah. 
Just don't go, don't go all Westgate on the bathroom. <laughs> this this is a brand new hotel, so I'm hoping I'm still in the safe area. <laughs> oh man, sorry, I I had to throw Wes under the bus because I love him. Um, well, you know what happened to Wes last year, right? No, I I gotta know. So he what totally to he know? totally missed the show last year. Totally missed it completely. He completely. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he was sick. Because he was sick. That's in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Oh my! I have, I have no comment. I he just so, away. so I went to each booth that we went to, and if anybody mentioned his name, I told him he has anal cancer. That's why he didn't be here. Skip Martin believed it. He was like, "Oh shit! I'm sorry." <laughs> it was great. That's fantastic. I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, water just came out of Garrett's nose. It was pretty sweet. Um, so oh, damn it. with all this, um, with all this stuff that's obviously, uh, you know, going to happen to the upcoming PCA show for 2020, you guys have a feeling that's going to, um, do you think it's going to continue on to these big four? Well, and, and since then more are dropping out. Do you think that's, this is going to continue with them staying away and more people dropping out? Or do you think 2021 is going to see an upswing again? I think it 100% depends on how the PCA responds. Like, if they actually step up and make some legitimate changes, which, which let's be honest, they need to. Like, it's not, it's not just those four companies that are looking for change here. I mean, I have my own thoughts on what they need to do differently, but they definitely need to start listening to their customers, which is these manufacturers is one of their customers. Maybe not the biggest, but they need to start listening. And I think if they do that, I think they can bring these guys back to the table Um and I could see us having like, you know, two, two kind of competing shows for a while. Um, but I could also see it going the other way, and uh, nobody shows up next year. Did you guys see Lido's letter? I did. Yeah, that was a very good letter. Really, I, uh, really heartfelt, and uh, and hopefully maybe have an impact. I hope it has an impact. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that um, I was really hoping to see more letters. Um, I mean, that, that was, uh, that was put out last week, one week today. Um, and sadly I haven't seen another one like it, but I have seen, I, uh, maybe not so extensive. I mean, I've seen a few companies come out and make, makes very supportive, definitive and supportive statements, but they didn't go like Lido kind of really went all out and and wrote a very old school, old school sort of passionate letter. Yep. But um, I think there's a lot of people out there that are still vocally expressing their support. Yeah. Um, what's from so so from 2019? What are because obviously every year there are so many cigar releases every year, and as much as we would love to, you know, smoke all the new releases, there's just not enough time. Uh, can you guys name one or two of the of the big time cigar releases, or even you know? medium time i just made up a word uh cigar <laughs> releases from from 2019 that uh that you guys haven't had the chance to smoke yet but you're excited to, to uh try Ooh, that i haven't zane you got one that i have no um i've had the pleasure of smoking everything i wanted but um <laughs> for this last year's release i can't reasons i can't think of anything that i actively would like to that i haven't uh, I think the one thing that I did love and smoked over and over was the Numero Uno by Hoya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can think of two. Um, 
The first one would be the HBC 500 year anniversary. I haven't got my hands on that one yet, uh, but it actually made our list, which is cool, uh, but I haven't tried it yet. And the other one, which I'm kicking myself for not buying a box of, is that uh, Illusione Epernay 10th oh, anniversary. Yeah. yeah, I'm also kicking myself for not getting my hands on that. Yeah. I love the Epernay line, like in all forms and fashion. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I will tell, I don't want to spoil it, but but that HVC 500 is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, now it's, I got to go buy a box. It's it's truly outstanding. Um, and uh, Coop actually mentioned something on his show last week or couple weeks ago that i completely agree with um when he said this and that is i think a cigar that is going to age exceptionally well Mm. um so i'm looking forward to setting a few of those aside and you know revisiting in a year and in two years and that kind of thing because i think it's going to be super good i've always been a huge fan of uh other cigars in general yeah the first one i fell in love with was the was the pen caliente yeah same here yeah that one yeah so like the radar so good yeah, I always liked it in that one oh was it one oh nine size? Yeah. Love that cigar. That was the first HVC cigar that I smoked and um it really sorta uh caught my attention so that, that made me go out and buy a few more cigars from that brand and I think uh I think they're doing a, a very good job. It was the same experience for me. I smoked that, loved it, got the a couple of La Rosas in a different sizes each time, love them. Sorry, I'm puffing away on this number one cigar and it's the retro hail is it's there's like floral the mixing in with the grassy there's like this floral kind of but it's not like you know it's not like potpourri but there's this sort of i don't know i can't even describe it there's this sort of weird floral thing that's that's great going on on the retro hail and also kind of the sweetness that i just i feel you i really enjoy the cigar very much so far i totally agree with everything you said about that cigar Oh, nice. Nice. I'm not crazy because I've been a little and and this is my uh, excuse cone moment. I have an excuse cone, you know, if I, if I but I've I've seriously been under the weather uh, the last couple of days and um, uh, took a well for me. I, Saturday was our big Minnesota Herf connection winter Herf. So I smoked a ridiculous amount of cigars that day. But I didn't smoke any cigars uh, Sunday or Monday, which for me is like a miracle that I go two days without having a cigar. Um, and I had, I just wanted to take a couple of days off because my system, I, I don't feel sick, but I feel like I'm about to get sick. And I don't want to like, you know, I want to keep my systems clean in case there's any kind of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. coronavirus building up in my system. Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> As I'm traveling this week, thanks, man. Uh, did you, Matt, speaking of smoking every day, did you, uh, in your new lovely house that you moved into, did you get you a smoking area? <laughs> uh, <No>. Yes. Yes, <laughs> no. Yeah, that sound. Um, <laughs> so, um, I've got the third stall of the garage. Um, and Smart. when it's not really cold, that's where we usually do the podcast, but and I bought a nice uh, natural gas furnace and hung it from the ceiling, but I haven't had the time to run the gas line and the electrical and all that stuff to it yet. So um, it's just uh, it's not not quite ready to go yet. But uh, the guys at Sodi's Cigars here in Stillwater have been fantastic to let us use the shop on Tuesday nights for the show. So, uh, but when it's warm enough, I got a space heater and I can still uh, go out there and, and use that as my cigar review space. Um, but. Uh, my my lovely wife is still um, her goal is still for me to build a, yep. a separate building in the backyard, which is 
uh, still the plan to build a dedicated uh, cigar building in the in the backyard with uh, you know all the toys and you know uh, TV, internet, and comfy chairs and. So, you deserve it. I, deserve it. Uh, I do deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. I hope Amy, if you're watching, please call. No, you don't. Said. No, you don't deserve her. That's that's a different story. I don't deserve her, and that is by yeah. far the truth. Truest thing you've ever said. I I outkick my coverage by about eighteen trillion <laughs> yards. <laughs> Definitely sauna. It needs a sauna. <laughs> it needs a sauna. No, our last house had a sauna, and I sold it because I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want a sauna in my house. But uh, no. Uh, so before we get, I, I, and I know we can't get through these cigars like from beginning to end, but um, let's uh, let's go ahead and do like some final uh, some final notes, and maybe like if we if we had to give this cigar a score right now, what would we give it? Um, uh, Emmett, what are you, what are your final thoughts on that one? It's I'm uh, I'm sad I have to put it down because it's actually changing a little bit here as we get towards the middle. It's like. Um, Oh, that's where that one gets good. Yeah, I'm still like, <laughs> I'm still getting a bunch of spices, but it's like, uh, it's like maybe some clove or something. It's like something where you stick your head in the in the spice cabinet and can't quite put my finger on it, but it's really good. It's kind of calmed down a bit, not as strong. The burden is still amazing. The draw is still amazing. I would give it a solid uh, maybe 92 if I had to put a score on it. Nice. And if you if you had any guess whatsoever as to what that cigar is, could you even possibly guess? I've really got nothing on this one. I would I would guess I would guess it's Nicaraguan, but that's about all I've got. Okay. Um, well, we'll 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 uh, give our final notes on this one, and then we'll reveal both of them. Um, so I love this cigar. I would buy a box of this cigar. Um, it's it's clean, and this would be the the perfect first cigar of the day. Um, and honestly, it would it would fit in somewhere in the middle too. It's um, it's definitely mild, but it's got tons of flavors behind it. Uh, still, you know, grassy, floral, uh, roasted nuts, even a little bit of this, I don't know, something on the retrohale through the nose that sort of reminds me of butterscotch, but I can't quite put, it's some kind of sweetness that I can't really put my finger on, but it's something that maybe reminds me of butterscotch. But absinthe? I, I dig it and definitely not absinthe. No. no. <laughs> what do you think, Garrett? No, I'm right there with you uh, on the flavors, and it the it got just a touch spicier, um, and I, I'm trying to rack my brain what this could possibly be, and I'm I'm thinking if I had to if I had to make a guess, I would go Nat Sherman. Okay, I'm actually I'm thinking it's. N- not Nat Sherman. I'm I'm gonna so I would if I had to give this cigar a score right now, oh, I yeah. would I would give it a ninety one. And I I think this might be a JSK. <laughs> that um, would be funny to do to you though, it would have been. I think I think it might be the JSK tyrannical buck Connecticut, but I that's just a total shot in the dark. I mean it's Connecticut wrap cigar. I think that might be what it is. All right. Uh, Yep, and I'm going a, a solid 90, even 90. Okay. So, uh, Emmett, what are we smoking? You are smoking a Cuban Cohiba Siglo 2. Are you sh- shiting me right now? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I dig it. That is fantastic. That kind of fits. I mean, Risty, Risty kind of gets his inspiration from his days of smoking Cubans, right? So it kind of fits. 
And that's the cigar he always they always say tastes like one. That's awesome. Yeah. I, well, and there's the grassy flavor. I mean, duh. Yeah, gra- grassy, grassy, floral. I mean, that's that's characteristic Cuban right there. So I just didn't even have that in my. Yeah, I didn't even have. <laughs> I didn't even have Habanos in my head. Yep. But well but, done. Yeah. Very. All right. What am I smoking? So you are smoking, ironically enough, an HVC cigar. That is oh. the, that is the 2019 Black Friday. Beautiful. HVC. I've actually never had any of the Black Fridays, so that's so awesome. It is a uh, it is a Nicaraguan uh, puro with. Uh, uh, Habano Cafe wrapper uh, with binder from Esteli and uh, Corojo and Criollo 98 fillers. One of our reviewers, John, <laughs> buys like 10 boxes of those. <laughs> yeah, it kind of surprises actually, me. Like, it doesn't taste like your typical like Aganorsa medium body. It's definitely stronger than I would, than sure. I would expect. Yeah. And I actually I, uh, I bought these in a box split from John. So <laughs> that's where I got it these. It all comes box. around. Yep, it all comes around. Emmett, you literally watched him do that box split in our chat. <laughs> uh, so to sum up, um, so so to sum up, Blind Man's Puff sent us Ferraris, and we gave you a Cavalier. You're welcome. <laughs> no, no, we gave them. You, they I sent know, us Ferraris, and we sent them a uh, Prius. Well, you haven't smoked the second one yet, so don't. Do you happen to remember the uh, the box date on these? Uh, well, I believe it's um, mid-2017. Okay. Muchas gracias. De nada. Yeah, love it. I don't want to put the it down. Exactly. I know. No, I don't, I don't either. But I have to. So let's... Uh, Light up a second one. Let's fire up number two. Smoke faster. Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zane, do a dance. Yeah, do a dance. Uh well I'll start I'll start us off with a question and Zane, you get to answer first while we uh while we cut and light our cigars. Um, That's my lot in life. <laughs> so what do you think and this this can take on a broad range of responders, but what do you think the most misunderstood thing is about cigar media? be from the perspective of somebody who works at a cigar company or owns a cigar company, somebody who works for the PCA, somebody, a consumer, whatever it is, what do you think the most misunderstood thing is about cigar media? That's a good question. I, uh, I feel like there's a huge like difference in their eyes of print media and then kind of like online media when I feel like we, we all put out like a lot of great content um, you know, we all do pieces, news. Uh, I don't, you know, I, to me, I don't see a huge difference other than we don't print, but I feel like they always get way more respect than, than what online media does. But I don't see that far a difference of what we put out. Do you think that, um, do you see that changing gradually? Do you think, uh, because obviously this is still a, um, this is still an industry where cigar where online cigar media uh, from certain circles tends to get less respect or um, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of right now, but um, then, then print cigar media does print cigar media tends to still sort of draw the water from the well more than online. Do you think that's changing? I think uh, I definitely think the, the, the views from manufacturers has changed in the last few years, just even me being, 
with you guys going to IPSPR the last couple of years, like I feel like each year it gets a little better for us, right? Like uh, I know this last year we like we didn't have ten minutes between uh, interviews, right? Like it was nonstop. Like people were constantly like they kept us booked. We weren't hunting anyone down. Like it, it does have just in the last few years, like it has gotten a lot different for us. Like just the show itself, right? Like people look yeah. for us and they they schedule everything ahead of time. You know, we don't just show up at their booth and hope for the best, right? Like, it's it's booked every day. Hmm. Sorry, I don't want to give give anything away right right yet. But uh, Emmett, what do you think about um, you know cigar media? What people m- misunderstand a lot. I think your average Joe doesn't realize how much work everybody puts into everything. Like, how much work goes into this show? I'm sure. Like. People just don't understand. They think you, you know, turn on a camera and start talking, but it, it couldn't be further from the truth. And I think they don't realize how much planning goes into like the top twenty-five lists. And they're so quick to, you know, some people dismiss it and some people love it. But you know, I, I think people just don't realize how much effort goes into everything we do and how much time we put into it. We're not in it for the free cigars. <laughs> also, shout out to Average Joe Cigars blog. Hey, Myron. Love that Myron. guy. Mine's the best. I love Myron. Um, so what? Um, there's a lot. I've heard quite a few online cigar media guys say that they thought that 2019 was uh, a really down year for cigars. Um. I have my own opinions about that, but I want to. What do you guys do? You guys agree in any way, and if so, why? Maybe to me, it, go ahead. Then. I was gonna say compared to what, right? Like, right. I I feel like it's hard to say this year and last year. Like, you know, whenever a lot of the FDA ruling came out, there was a lot of push to get a lot of brands on the market, and you wonder how many of those are carryover for these last years. And like, is 2019 going to be just the norm? What did this compare to 2010, right? Like, where was there a spike, just like we've seen in the past? Like, to me, I, I didn't, but I, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah. I think for me personally, there were fewer cigars that I was excited to try and then fewer cigars that I bought boxes of. But I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I think the field is still really good. I don't. I wouldn't call it a bad year, just maybe not. Maybe Zane's right. Maybe it is just kind of a leveling off of, of the uh, the crap ton of you know new releases we're used to. Do you think that um, that overall the the number of new releases you know because of FDA stuff is because a few years ago, four or five years ago, maybe it it you know because of all the FDA stuff, there was a lot of sort of rumblings that that we were going to see cigar releases you know, cut in half and we were going to hardly see any new products to the market. But um, I don't personally, I don't really see that. I still see a lot of movement going on. Do you think that's mostly because of predicate stuff or do you think um, there's, we're still seeing a lot of new, new stuff out there? I think that was kind of a a panic move on the, on the, on the behalf of uh, manufacturers just to get something out there. Cause they didn't, they didn't know, like, I mean, it turns out that, Nobody really gives a shit if, if anybody's releasing new cigars or not. And you can they're not regulating it right now, so they've kind of learned the loopholes and learned the language to release new stuff. So 
I think that was kind of a um, a false alarm. Um, yeah. So that's my opinion. Yeah, and we're. I don't think we're seeing any. Myself, I don't think we're seeing any slowdown. Um, I think there. I still see lots of new product. Um, I see lots of new stuff to get excited about, and um, I think. But for the average, you know, for the average guy that buys, you know, um, two cigars a week, so you know, 104 cigars a year, um, they they probably don't pay attention quite as much. But most of the time, they're buying the same brand every week because that's what they like. Yeah, so they go to you know their weekly ritual is they go after work's over on Friday, they go to the cigar shop, they pick the same two sticks out of the humidor, they sit down, they smoke them, and they go home. Um, and there's people would be, uh, I think a lot of people, especially like us in the cigar nerd community, so many of them would really genuinely be surprised that that makes up a huge percentage of the dollar amounts that cigar companies see every year is the guys who only buy a hundred yep. cigars a year oh, right? yeah. instead of us who buy, you know, multiple boxes and stuff For like sure. that. I mean, isn't Macanudo one of the top selling cigars? Absolutely. Still is. Still is. As far as uh, premium hand-rolled, non-infused, non-flavored Macanudo, uh, Hyde Park is still number one. Yep. Has been for 30 years. Yep. And uh, it's, I mean, it's it's huge. And uh, how many people would we think if their first cigar is going to be a non-flavored cigar, it's probably going to be that Macanudo? Yep, because that's what their dad smoked or whatever yep. even, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very mild, so it's, it's approachable. Yeah. I think what we aren't seeing is a lot of new companies. Um, you know, in previous years, you would get you know press releases and whatnot from a dozen new companies that would come out that year and and try and either have a booth or not. Um, but there really hasn't been many lately. Besides, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Ace Prime. Um, but there haven't been a lot of new new companies, but there are still new cigars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, and I I think that's, I mean we we see a couple things. I, I've seen one thing recently that is sort of, it's I I guess technically you would call it a new cigar brand, but I think it's more retailer owned, um, and I want to I definitely want to learn more about it just to see you know what it's all about and where they're being made and and things like that. But I I, I think they also do a podcast. I think it's the uh, Cigars Daily. Oh, yeah. And I think it's called American Viking Cigars or something like that. And again, I've barely heard the first thing about it. Just a few things that I've read here and there. But um, so even even then, there's still, you know, it's cool. There's still some new stuff stuff happening. And and Ben Holt came, you know, re re uh, um, resurrected the the dissident brand, which I think Mm -hmm. is cool. Alec and Bradley. Yeah. Alec and Bradley are doing stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, And I think that's cool to see some. You know, some younger people get their, uh, you know, get their hands in there and start working and and um, uh, putting products out there that honestly, if we've got the, you know, that next generation of 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 premium cigar smokers that are that are age 21 to 35 or whatever, um, you know, maybe if they can get excited about brands other than, you know, the stuff that their father or their grandfather were interested in, maybe that'll keep things going and give some more momentum for for the future hopefully but i think you know you have um this looming thing called the fda that is scaring so many people from you know creating you know be it a labor of love or or whatever because of what could happen and until we really get this thing licked 
um, I bet it's going to be as slow as it's been until that really comes to a head. And um, yeah. What did you guys think of uh, Nick Jonas being on the cover of Cigar Aficionado? I loved it. I did, I did too. I loved it. I, I think it's fantastic. It's I think brilliant. it's great for. I think it's great for the premium cigar culture. I think it's great for the. You know, like I said, I think for the future of premium cigars. I think guys like that are 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 going to be the future of the industry as long as they because he caught some flack for it. So as long as he doesn't overreact to those, you know those internet trolls and just sticks to his guns and is like, Hey, I am who I am and I like what I like and get over it. Yep. Um, and, and there's, if we see more people like that, you know, um, you know, men and women alike who, who are younger and in the public eye and express a, an enjoyment of premium cigars. I think I, I say, go for it, do Absolutely. it, do it more. You know, he, what pop music, right? It's popular. It's, it's a good, it's a good place. Yeah. Let's get the guys from Hanson on the cover next. As far as I'm <laughs> Aging Are they still cool. alive? Are they- <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I have, let's uh, somebody out there in, who's watching leave comments. Let's do a health check. Yeah. On that. Google what happened to Hanson. <laughs> yeah, VH1. Where are they now? <laughs> so what? Um, uh, well, let's do a quick tasting note on cigar number two. Uh, Emmett, what do you think of that one? I'm enjoying this one too. Uh, it's definitely a, a different one from the first one. It's definitely more medium bodied, I would say. Uh, not really getting the spice of from the first one. I would, I would classify this one as like earthy. Um, getting some definite like mineral, a little bit of leather flavor in there. Um, that's about what I'm getting right now. That sounds about right to me. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, so. I before I lit this one up, I kind of thought I might know what it is until I lit it up, and then it was, <laughs> oh no, I was wrong because what I thought it was, I have already smoked a couple of, and I'm not getting the same things from this as I did from that. But I'm getting a lot of like wood notes from this, like like uh, like you know charred oak, um, charred cedar, that kind of thing, um, and. It's it's not a it's not a bad cigar. It's performing very nicely, but but so far it's kind of it's kind of Johnny One Note. Um, but I am definitely enjoying you know what I'm getting from it. It just really hasn't given me much more than like those kind of charred wood flavors. You know, maybe a little bit of sweetness on the retrohale and and a, a little bit of pepper, but it's not overly peppery at all. Yeah. Did you think it was uh, uh, San Andreas? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not convinced that it's not. I was very, I don't want to give it away yet. I will at the end, but I, I, when I first saw it, I was very convinced that it was a particular cigar. And then, yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, I fired it up and I said, Nope, not it. <laughs> um, now I'm going to be super embarrassed if it actually was it, but do you, do you want to say what you think it is? Just, just because I'm curious. Not yet. Okay. Not, I'll reveal at the end what I thought it was. And, and then maybe what I think it is, but I, now that I don't think it is what I originally thought, I don't. I hesitate to even guess. Um, so we'll see. It was what you thought it was. They, they are who we thought they were. <laughs> um, what do you guys? Um, uh, obviously, you know, twenty twenty is just getting underway. Um, TPE is happening pretty much as we speak. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of movement going on there. But as far as um, you know, some of the 
rumblings so far we've seen of a few new cigar releases and stuff that um, you know we already know that is in the pipeline for some companies. Uh, can you think of some stuff that you're excited for? You know, coming up in 2020. I'm excited for Steve Saka's new uh, Muestra de Saka. That one's got an interesting story to it. The uh, oh, what's the name of it? Something Valor, uh, Unstolen Valor. Unstolen Valor. Yeah, yeah that's Valor. the one. Yeah, it's really cool. It's not actually his blend. It's uh, uh, Raul Disla's blend, who is the manager at Noxa. It's just yeah. a really cool story behind it, and I'm excited that he liked it enough to make it one of his cigars. I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me yeah. too. And that's a homage to actually my favorite Vietnam era movie. What's that? Uncommon Valor. Uncommon Valor. I uh, haven't seen that movie. It forever. was uh, Patrick Swayze's very first movie. Was it really? With Gene Hackman. And uh, it was a rescue mission to go and get Gene Hackman's son from a uh, Vietnamese uh, prison camp. Nice. And, uh, great, great flick if you can find it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I can't hear his name without thinking Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Oh, I can't. I, I always think of uh, when I think of Gene Hackman, I always think of uh, uh, Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. With Denzel yeah. Washington. It was mm-hmm. a great, great movie. A great movie. What are you uh, guys drinking? Well, uh, I'm. I'm drinking Diet Coke, and uh, Andrew, uh, who is one of our partners in crime uh, here at Red Solo Cup, yeah, uh, brought in this wonderful bottle that I had never tried before, Basil Hayden's uh, Caribbean uh, Caribbean Reserve Rye. So it's finished in rum casks. And um, actually, if it's all right, I'm going to pour just another little snort uh, because it is really good. I mean, it, it really... It it does live up to what the label says. It's you you first drink it and you definitely get, I mean it's rye right off the bat. But then the finish, you give it a good 10, 15 seconds after, um you know after that that pull and it's like rum all the way. The whole finish is just pure sugar cane rum. It's really really very good. I had never tried it. So Andrew, cheers, buddy. And I've got Ice Mountain. Uh, 100% natural spring water. Beautiful. It's got a nice smooth finish. Mm. It's got a clean. It's very clean. Clean on the palate. Yep. Okay. Can we talk about the Ice Mountain scandal? Have you noticed that the bottles are thinner? They, oh, uh, oh, yeah, dude. They're not like they used to be. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a scandal. A scandal. I love it. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> I like it. That's. Yeah, I had. No idea that was a scandal. Well, but I, I uh, it's funny in college, there was this uh, it was um, uh, girl on the floor of yeah, and she was whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say you can't start a start a story with back in college and then add the words girl on the floor and then sort of paused for a long time. Like, you have to think about how people are going to view this story. <laughs> yep. That or a statute of limitations. He was doing the math. <laughs> yeah. How long has it been? Uh, no. Uh, uh, she was this, she was a girl on on our floor. Oh, on on your floor. Yeah. Not on the floor. Not on the okay. floor. No. Not on his personal floor. floor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Huh? Who, like, had she was? I'm pretty sure she she's either in jail or she was one of the you know environmental Nazis. 
and okay. talked about um, every and, and it's all true stuff. Every bottle of water that there's like a hundred times the amount of water used to make the plastic that contains the water, you know, um, which which I get, you know, is a is a thing. But her, yeah. she just so now every time I not every time, but you know, often when I drink a bottle of water, I always think and and laugh. You know? <laughs> it hasn't stopped you. You just think about oh, it. No, I do. Yeah, I think about no actual change. Just no, there. no. <laughs> oh man um so what's um over the course of 2019 you know during during your cigar season for 2019 um out of all the blind review cigars that went out and got published on blind man's puff in 2019 what were some of the uh, uh what was one of the big surprises when the um, when the scores came down for that one there were a couple of really high scores uh Having trouble thinking of them off the top of my head. Zane, can you think of any? No, draw a blank. Yeah, we had a few that got in the 94, 95s. Uh, the the Red Meat Lovers Club was at like a 95. That yeah. was a big surprise. That I loved that one too. Um, but that was kind of a shocker. Oh, gosh. What were some others? We post, what, 12 reviews a month? My head's blown. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember one that you guys, um, that the panelists absolutely loved, um, that I think, because I still read it every day, and I think it was like later in the year, like maybe sometime in the fall or winter of 2019, that was the uh, uh, the Black Label Trading Company Porcelain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that, that was, was 94 or 95, yeah. maybe even higher. Yeah, I, think I, know. Was, I think that was 94. Yeah, that, that cigar is amazing. The guys loved that cigar, um, and I also love that cigar. Yeah, John uh, talked to me into like doing like four box splits with him on those cigars. Yeah. yeah oh, the uh, the Casa Cuevas, um La Mandaria got like a ninety five. That was a big surprise. Yeah, that's that's one that's still um, I I have heard about from so many people. I think that, I read that they're making it a limited a regular production now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be regular release now. What do you guys Probably. think about that? Companies that turn a limited production into regular production. I have my thoughts, but I'm curious what you guys think. Um, I don't know. For me, it it depends on it depends on how it started out and how long of a run it had as a limited. For me, I mean, if it's if if a company puts a, and and the fact is they can do whatever the hell they want. I don't care. It's a business, but. But it seems a little dicey sometimes to me, just full disclosure. If a company puts out a cigar and says it's a limited edition and they're really clear about it. I mean, they really the language in their press releases and all the info they give about the cigar. They're really clear that they want people to know this is the limited edition, hard to find cigar. And then six months later or nine months later, they come out and say this is now a full production cigar. I, I wish I wish they just let it breathe a little bit longer before yeah. they before they just turn full production. And I can respect limited production, right? Like if you have a cigar that you make X amount each year. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm totally I'm okay with like making another limited run, but to just make it regular production seems it leaves a bad taste in my mouth at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if it runs for a few years, you know, and it's still selling out. Right. Obviously that's a market demand, but you know, when you get a, a release that says, hey, this is a limited production, that in itself, especially from a reputable 
you know, uh, manufacturer, that's going to garner some, you know, hey, this is limited. You know, there's a ton of fanboys. They're going to buy them up. You know, I don't think that's enough for any company to say, hey, I think we got a winner here. Yeah. Um, let it run for a couple of years and uh, and see if that continues to have the, the market um, that that you wanted to. Well, it makes me wonder why why was it limited edition in the first place? Are you not sure about it? When you first released it, was it limited edition because you had a very very small amount of that the tobaccos that went into that cigar, right. or was it limited edition simply because you were trying to build buzz around it? Yeah, could be also that the tobacco, the price of that tobacco, right? Like they could only afford to buy so much. Yeah, when it that's did true. well. Right, immediately they know they can buy more of it. I mean, that's that's another thing to think about because sometimes it's all about capital. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Or it could be because maybe they call it limited edition because they're not sure completely how it's going to perform in the marketplace. Although in my mind, if you're putting a blend out there, you should be 100% certain that, I mean, if, if you're putting the time and effort and money into putting a blend on the market, especially today, you better be damn sure that that blend is going to perform in the marketplace. Especially with what it potentially could cost you in testing later. Right. If it's multiple Vitolas and all that. Mm-hmm. Puff, puff, puff. Sorry, I'm getting some more. Let's get, let's do some tasting notes again on this one. So it is still, it is still very much prominent with, uh, you know, woody flavors. Um, but I'm starting to get a little bit of a leather kind of a kick to it also. And it is starting to also ramp up just a little bit where the retro hail has a little bit more spice to it. Yep. Uh, but it's still, um, I'd still call it mild or not, sorry, not mild. I would still call it medium. Um, uh, definitely it's not leaning towards strong uh, or full or anything like that, but um, it's performing very well. It's burning perfectly. Yep. So I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, and uh, it's it's a very you know pleasant smoking experience. Uh, what do you think, Garrett? I will ditto that. It's uh, uh, I haven't gotten any real transitions um, in the cigar. Uh, it is it is very good. Yeah, it is very good, and I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Emmett, what you, that one looks like it's burning. Pretty yeah, this, this ash is just about perfect. Can't complain there. Um, it's actually gone up in strength a little bit, uh, so kind of the opposite of the last one. Um, still getting kind of the, the same base flavors, you know, earthiness, a little bit of leather. Um, I think the the nuttiness has kind of increased a little bit, and maybe just a just a hint of sweetness, like on the retro hail. Yeah, starting to come through. It's it's definitely super enjoyable. Nice. Nice. I am still tasting regret. <laughs> Shame. I can't believe you sent me the same cigars. Shame. Shame. Um, well, let's move into this week's smokabulary word. Mm. And this week's smokabulary word, as always, is brought to you by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. A.J. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, 
Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So, guys, this week's smokabulary word is tooth. <laughs> so, um, guys, I want you to play along here. What um, When you hear the word tooth as it relates to cigars, what do you think of? I mean, what I, the oil, like, for me, it's the, it's the, the tooth of the cigar, the wrapper, the oil, uh, oil that kind of forms on the wrapper. That's what I always think of it as. Yeah, I think it's like the rough texture that you sometimes notice kind of looks like, if you were to put it under a microscope, it looked like, uh, acne or pimples. It's just kind of little bumps. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not anything you see on every cigar, but there's definitely some that are more toothy. Usually the darker ones, uh, Cameroon is usually pretty toothy. It's, yeah, you can, you can, that's usually a giveaway for Cameroon. Um, Love it when yeah. it feels like sandpaper. Yeah, you can. Feel I just it. rub it on my face. You can feel it. You can see it. <laughs> well, uh, Zane, you could do that. You can't smoke the cigar right now, but you could take <laughs> if you brought it with you. You could rub oh, it on your face. I could go get it and just rub it on my face for an hour and a half. I'll just put you only on screen, and we'll talk mm. in the background while we watch you rub the cigar on your face. You could chew the tobacco in the cigar. There you go. Right. That would be a waste of a cigar, but <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's that um, it's that texture that um, kind of looks like sandpaper. Totally, that's exactly yep. That's exactly it. And so, padrones, yeah, or... padrones, especially the Maduro padrones. Yep. If you see that um, that picture of the padrone uh, TAA that the we black. reviewed, the uh, the tooth on. I mean, it seriously looks like forty grit sandpaper. Yep. It's just so bumpy. And rustic looking, and and all those little pockets are filled with lovely, yummy goodness. All those yes. oils and all that just fantastic stuff inside those little tiny pockets. That's just yumminess, flavor galore inside that. So when you hear guys talk about toothy in the cigar world, that is what we're talking about. It's a toothy wrapper. Why? Why that? came to be known as that i i would love to find out someday where the where the origins of that come from why it's called toothy um but that's that's just kind of one of those terms in the cigar world and that is this week's smokabulary word so let's move on to numero de los muertos (laughs) all right guys this week the number is seven the number is seven, and the the uh, so the parameters of the seven are: this is how many die per year in U.S. and Canada on average per year. U.S. and Canada, seven people die from this. Yep, but forty thousand take a trip to the ER because of this. Ooh. Also U.S. and Canada? Yes. Okay. We can take a guess here. Is that the idea? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, man. How about uh, how about snowblowers? Ooh. Oh, I like that one. I do, too. I was going to say moose attacks. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Or maybe like garbage disposal repair. Oh, that's super morbid. Oh, I love it. That gives me the willies just (laughs) picturing that happening to somebody. Um, so U.S. and Canada is this? Um, uh, are we talking adults or kids or both? Both. Both. 
So seven per year is not many. Nope. But forty thousand really ER visits. That's is it is it weather related? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say it's weather related. No, the weather the weather doesn't have a direct it doesn't okay. It's not like hyperthermia or something. Correct. Cross by right, yeah. Correct. So it could still be a snowblower, is what you're saying. Yep. Ooh, like, are, is it in that family, like a lawnmower? <laughs> I think we did a lawnmower one a few months we ago, did. didn't we? We oh. did. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Emmett's area um, is is much closer. I should say uh, Emmett's what time you, of year. What do you know about Ooh. Emmett's area? I mean, that's kind of personal. It is. I like Emmett's area. <laughs> what about uh, falling icicles? Uh, we did that one too. Oh, yeah, okay. we did that one. You're gonna shoot your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> BB guns. <laughs> those, those icicles have been known to kill people. Uh, no idea. This is uh, this is a fun activity. Doesn't sound like it. Skiing. Not skiing. Snowmobiling. Not snowmobiling. Snowboarding. Mm-mm. Is it a winter activity? Mm-hmm. It's a winter activity. Um. Ice skating? Ice fishing? Nope. That'd be a shitty way to go, fall through the ice when you're fishing. Oh. oh. Yeah, every every time I'm out of the ice fishing and I hear that the, and I hear the ice crack. Seriously sounds yeah. like thunder. I mean my yeah. I'm not gonna lie, my sphincter goes whoop. <laughs> and keep on running. <laughs> so it's a winter activity. Yep. 40,000 people go to the ER. Seven people die. Avalanches? Uh, avalanche was la- was that last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks, two weeks ago, ago was Avalanche. I feel like it's got to be more than seven for avalanches just in Colorado alone. Right. Um, what? Is it uh, snowshoeing? Mm, no. No. Winter activity. Um, and I will... So... Though it does affect both adults and children, it is a much higher statistic in children. Hmm. Not a snowball fight. Sledding? What's that? Sledding? It is sledding. Oh. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Sledding. Nice guess, Emmett. Yeah. That's hardcore. So seriously, seven people every year die every from year sledding? Die from sledding. Uh, so I think the statistic, uh, 68% of the ER visits are, uh, are, are, are concussions from sledding into what? Trees. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is trees. I totally get it. I mean, when I was growing up, right, we had this gigantic hill behind my house and we'd go to the top of it and put the sleds down and you had to aim between the house and like one of our buildings, right? Like if you, if you missed, you hit the house <laughs> to the office. So I can, I can always see it. I like yeah. that somebody guessed curling. That's my favorite guess. Oh, curling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, if, you, if you die while curling, it's probably from the excess of drinking, not from yes, actual activity. <laughs> I don't know, man. You watch those. You watch those people broom. That's insane. That is. You have a heart attack. Yeah, it's from a heart attack. That's from what I'm a physical activity. 
So uh, research shows that 30% of children hospitalized following a sledding injury suffered significant head injuries, and 10% of these children acquired a permanent disability. Wow. The research supported the need for helmet use and other safety precautions to prevent traumatic sledding injuries. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not going to put a helmet on my kid. I, that's just that's asking for trouble. Yeah. Uh, can you guess the state that has the the most sledding injuries? Colorado? Nope. I would have guessed Colorado too. Um, Utah. It is Utah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I can remember a few times as a kid uh, sledding. And actually, for me, it was – for us, it wasn't sleds. It was tubes. It was tubing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's more fun. Um, yeah. I mean, those things get cooking when too you're Too expensive. Down. Too expensive there were, for people. There were a few times going down these massive hills and jumping over little creeks and just thinking, okay, I, I should have died. <laughs> I, I Seriously, it's like a miracle I'm still alive. You know, some of those jumps we were doing – Going down, you know, head first, you know, I, I, I pretty much should have, uh, I shouldn't be alive today, but I am. So, yeah, well, and you got to make jumps. And I think yeah. that's where, you know, for me, the jumps are the best part. Oh though. my gosh. If you're, not, if you're not doing jumps, you're I not, mean, what are you doing? Forget about it. And, yeah. and here where we live, it's pretty much all flat. We don't really, we don't, you know, have any, no. we don't have any hills or anything like that. No, we've got here. bumps. Bumps. Yeah. Like tooth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And plume. And plume. Don't say plume. Damn it. <laughs> he had to bring up that word. He knows I hate that word. Um, <laughs> so, um, guys, let's do uh, uh, let's do a lightning round. Um, Zane, let's go with you first. If you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, God. And you can't say Emmett. I was gonna say you, Matt. <laughs> Me, yeah, right. That would be a dull ten minutes. I don't know. I'd really like to hear, know what you really think of Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't tell him. Don't worry. I stay so live on the show every week. Yeah. I, stay, I just, yeah. I just let it go. I, I let it. it out. Yeah, he does. Man, I, that's a good question. Um. I would say my wife, but I really don't want to know. <laughs> nope. 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 Not, not enough money. No. It's just best if I just not be there. Yep. I don't I can't handle that space. There's too much there's too much important stuff going on. I can't I can't process it. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I uh, I really have no desire to hear anyone else's thoughts. Okay. All right. Emmett, what about you? Uh I'm gonna get controversial. I would uh I would like to see what the, what Donald Trump is thinking for ten minutes. That's a very popular answer, it actually. Is. That's a very popular Just to answer. See if if what's in his head matches what's in his mouth, you know. Be yeah. I, I I or in his tweet. Yeah. His tweet. Yeah. I have that comes up the other end from the mouth, I'm afraid. Wait a minute. He's tweeting in Arabic? Yep. I can't even go there. I can't even I can't even go there. Yikes. Um all right, Zane. If you were about to get into a fight. What soundtrack music would come on? Ooh. Oh, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yes, that is the first time answer. I yeah, love that answer. That's, that's that, that would answer. be a great song for a, a fight soundtrack. Uh, Emmett, what about you? Oh, I would go uh, down Rodeo with my shotgun pumped with uh, Raging Against the Machine. Nice. That is a very good answer. 
That is Rage Against the Machine is yep. yeah, going on Matrix. I love I it. That's great. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll do Zane first again. Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. Or you could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie. <laughs> which one would I want to be? Yeah, which two? Oh, totally the goalie. Okay. All right. Uh, Emmett, what about you? I got um, baseball's my sport, so I got to go pitcher for sure. Okay. Yeah, I've been uh, at a game where that's happened. It's so amazing. Yeah, that's it's and and really they're all so rare. That's why I like asking that yeah. because and um, uh, goalie is definitely the number one answer. It totally, um, is. but we have gotten a few pitcher, um, a couple linemen. I think only one Maybe so Sean far. Williams? I think Sean Williams was the only one that said lineman. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I mean honestly, any one of those would be. I mean, that would be killer. Yeah. Um, so if you guys could give, um, if you could give one piece of advice to new con- cigar consumers, what would it be? Mm. Mine would be start with an Oliva Connecticut. That should be your first cigar. Wow. wow. Brand, brand specific. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Zane, what about you? Uh, for me, it's just because you don't like something in the beginning. Don't don't write it off forever, right? Because you, your your palate and your taste definitely changes. Amen. Um, cigars that I didn't like when I first started, I love now. I, it's it's to me, it's interesting just because like my palate went from you know mild cigars I couldn't taste them, so I never smoked them. Uh, I think my first real premium cigars I smoked were actually Leva V's uh, Figurados. So, oh wow! Wow! You can thank Mickey for that one. Um, <laughs> and over time, right, I kind of started just going the complete other direction. Nice. That's good. I, I haven't heard that answer before. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I can think of now that I think of it, I can think of some cigars that I didn't really care for, yep. you know, 10 years ago, but that now um, I, I actually reach for kind of regularly. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, so if you could give um, one piece of advice to brick and mortar retailers, what would it be? <laughs> uh, don't follow people around like they're going to steal something. Oh, very, Ooh. very good answer. So good. Yep. I've... Uh, yeah, been there. Because I still get that, like, like I, like I need to steal cigars, like. <laughs> no, especially, especially places you go to on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> like, if I need your help, I'll ask for it. I mean, if you want to come in and chat, that's great. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about the weather and you know the the game, but but don't just stand there and stare at me. Yeah. If you have any questions about your cigars, I'm happy to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yep. love it. Um, if you, uh, if you could give one piece of advice to the PCA, (laughs) what would it be? Listen to your members. Uh, mine would be stop it with consumer day. Just stop. I think that, I think that's pretty much, yeah, it's done. Yeah, I don't think so, guys. I don't I think like it's done, fellas. I feel I like it's without, gonna back, well, it's going to haunt you. So it's, it's interesting because. And I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just he. These are his words. When Scott was on our show, he didn't. We didn't really talk about Consumer Day on the show, but he he did bring it up, and he basically said something along the lines of, um, "It's on hold for now." But just a few days earlier, he was on Coop's show, mm-hmm. and he basically all but said the words, "We're we're not, not bringing that it. idea up again." 
So I don't know which it is. I'll be honest. And I would love an answer from Scott on which it is. But um, there seem to be some some uh, alternate, you know, realities. Some what do they call alternative facts <laughs> there. So I, I I would just love to get a definitive answer there. And the fact is, it's okay if they haven't made a final decision yet. But like I said, it seemed like there was more of a final decision on one person's show versus our show. So I'd love to nail that down a little harder because it doesn't seem like they've landed on a uh, an answer yet. So, um, so normally at this point of the show, we do notable smokables, but because we're doing some, uh, some blind tastings this week, we're going to skip over notable smokables for this week. And we're going to go into our final, uh, tasting notes and a reveal of cigar number two. So Emmett, what are you, uh, what are your final thoughts on that cigar? And, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a quick score. And, uh, if you have a guess at all on what it might be. Yeah. So my, what I said last time pretty much still stands. Right now, at the moment, I still have um, over halfway for sure, but not much has changed since the last time. But it's still really good. Um, still more de- development of that that sweetness is still there, uh, but still with the underlying kind of nuttiness and leathery. Um, yeah, if I had to take a guess, I would say maybe it's coming out of uh, something from my father. That's uh, it's pretty good. I would give it, uh, I'll say, a ninety. Okay. All right. Um, Garrett, what are your thoughts on cigar number two? Well, I've got two specific guesses, but before that, I will say, um, it's, it's tasty. It has transitioned a little bit at the end, um, ramped up in strength a little bit. The spice has, uh, definitely kicked up, uh, quite a bit. Um, I would give it an 88. So I am, I'm in the same boat. It's kicking up. With, um, but what I'm actually getting more of is, you know, sometimes when you when you have an aroma or a flavor in a cigar that reminds you of leather, it's you know it's not like you're chewing on a saddle, but it's it's sort of this sort of sour, yeah, sour yep. note that yep. that that reminds you of walking into a saddle shop. It has that kind of smell to it, and I'm getting a lot of that. Still, some of that woodiness, but it's really more dominated by kind of this leather characteristic. Um, and, and there's definitely, um, uh, full on black pepper in the retro yep. hail. It's really, um, got it's, and it's not on the palate. It's just in the nose where I get a lot of that spice. Um, I, I'm gonna all, I, I really was thinking 88 uh, also when I, when I, um, uh, I swear I was thinking 88 before you said it. Copycat. So I'm gonna, I know copycat, I'm totally. Um, copying you, but I, I was also going to say 88, so I'm going to stick with that. And I, I honestly, uh, so, so Emmett, I'll say you're, you're really, really on the money with that cigar. Yeah. It's, it's the, it is the, the Tatuaje Novitas Esteli. Ah, From the My Father Factory and, and tasting notes wise, you were pretty much right in line. Nice. The review from uh, that that we put on on the website and um, uh, definitely characteristic, you know that that you get out of the My Father Factory um, and um, you know a blend that we enjoy a great deal. Nice. My guess, yeah. My first guess is uh, Teamo. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. When I first, so I'll say this, when I first saw the cigar, um, 
in the bag. I thought it might be the the Crown Heads Court Reserve Full Court Press. Mm, yeah, it does kind of look like that. But then I lit it up, and I was like, nope, that's yep. definitely not it. Um, and I really I can't even venture a guess as to what um, as to what the cigar is. But My second guess is six hundred one blue. Six hundred one blue. I haven't smoked a six hundred one blue in so long. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even remember um, the flavor profile of that cigar. But uh, Emmett, what are we smoking here? You guys guessed so, San Andreas earlier. I'm pretty sure it is San Andreas. Yeah, yeah it's San Andreas. I'll start by telling you the price point. It's under five dollars. So. We reviewed this cigar. We, this was part of our Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival blind tasting where we did with all the people that attended. Yeah. It scored really well, and everybody that smoked it has absolutely loved it. But it's a it's an affordable cigar. This is actually the El Artista Buffalo 10. Oh. Nice. Nice. I haven't had it before. Right on. Yeah, it's it smokes well above its price point. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's definitely – it's. Again, it's not it's the most com- yep. not the most complex cigar in the world, but it, they don't all have to be. No. Yeah, but for five bucks. I mean, come on. Absolutely, Dude. it's 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 pleasant to smoke. It burns like a dream. There's tons of smoke output, so I say bravo. It's it's definitely a definitely a good cigar. Um, I like this one a lot, and it's not it's not that you you get some different stuff from it. It's definitely San Andreas, but you get some different stuff behind it. You know, it doesn't have that sort of it's not just full on like earthy, spicy San Andreas. It's also there's some other notes going on behind it that um, make keep it from being that uh, um, uh, textbook San Andreas wrapper. Yeah, and that's where I was going with Tiamo. That's actually not a bad guess. <clears throat> I dig it. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, so guys, for um, for 2020, obviously, uh, there's a lot of people at the um, at the TPE show, you know, that's going on right now. Um, it's something that I still, you know, I wanted to go to the show definitely, but it's, it's something that, you know, for, for us as, as, uh, you know, kind of a new outfit, we really kind of have to pick and choose, you know, what we're going to, um, what we're going to invest in. I'm not saying we're not going to go to TPE in the future, but for, for this year, it just, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that we wanted to, um, we kind of want to get more of an idea of, um, you know, what the show is going to be like uh, as far as as they continue to grow. Um, what are your thoughts on TPE and um, and all that? For me, like I, I think Emma and I definitely were up for going. Uh, we have to pick and choose how many weeks we're allowed away from our families. Yeah, uh, and TPE just didn't make the cut, and then here I am traveling the entire week. If that would be TPE, um, I, I for us like uh, I, it just depends on the show, right? Like if it keeps coming divided, uh, I think eventually we're going to have to cover both, right? I don't think we're going to have a choice, especially if you get a lot of exclusives that come out of each show. It, it, it would be hard to to only pick one or the other. Right. Yeah, I definitely wanted to go this year, but I think next year will be the one you want to go to. Just because I think it was a little late in the game for people to to commit to a booth after the fallout from PCA this year. But I yeah. think if, if the trajectory continues, I think you'll see a big uptick next year, and that's the one you're going to want to be at. I think a bunch of media guys are going there this year, and they're going to be like, uh, "What did we do?" Because they're going to look around, and it's going to they're going to be expecting the PCA, and they're going to see TPE, and they don't really realize how small it is at the moment for premium cigars. Like it's a big convention, but the premium cigar part of that is pretty tiny. Yeah. Um, but I think next year will be a significant increase and we'll be there for sure next year. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, ha- I have a feeling we will be there next year. Um, but yeah, we wanted to let it let it uh, uh, sort of play out a little bit more. And and honestly, um, I'm I'm very excited to see coverage from some of the other cigar media guys and see what they you know um, what they show us from uh, yeah. from that trade show. I'm curious to see what it's all about. Um, and but yeah, we were kind of in the same boat. I want to let it breathe a little bit more before we um, commit resources, you know, to going because. Um, PCA, although they're having their troubles right now, it's it's the established leader in premium cigar trade shows. Yeah, and um, we wanted to conserve our resources for that trade show because we we wanted desperately to go last year, uh, but you know, with closing on uh, the house and everything for me, it just the timing was poo poo. So it's is it it's at the Las Vegas Convention Center, right? TPE this year. This year, TPE is at the Sands. At the Sands, um, sure and it was, begins on July tenth this year so which is definitely better than july 5th yeah um so um very curious to see how pca goes this year or, or i'm sorry were you asking about the the TPE, TPE where it's yeah. at oh yeah. yeah uh i have to say i don't know i know it's in vegas i just don't know exactly where i think it's at the convention center okay okay um which is uh it's not a bad venue the hotel sucks but the, <laughs> it's the worst but the uh, the venue itself, I, from what I remember, was was fine. Um, but uh, TPE is yeah, TPE is back at the Sands again. And yep. although who knows? I mean, with all these changes, they maybe there's going to be a mad scramble before July, and it will actually end up being in a different place. I I seriously doubt it because yeah. uh, they can't get out of that contract. Uh, in, no, I think they're set for this year. Yeah, so. You know the the sands. I want to tell you a quick comment. Like uh, I was there for AWS's reinvent, and the can their their like show floor was the same floor that we we have for 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 PCA, and I, it's just a different experience being there for cigars. Yeah, tech. Um, it's like wow. I smoked through every bit of this building. <laughs> Did you find yourself you in every corner jonesing for a cigar? Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, so, uh, guys, before we close out, uh, give the listeners and viewers um, a final idea where they can find out more about Blind Man's Puff and learn about what you guys are doing. Yeah, blindmanspuff.com. We post three reviews a week. We post news every day. Uh, follow us on Facebook for contests and uh and everything cigar related that's it awesome um for uh for those of you uh listening and watching thank you very much for giving us some of your time we want to let you know that next week we have a great big show again very excited to have glenn loop who is the uh executive director of cigar rights of america he will be live on the show and there will be something extremely unusual and special probably never before seen on a cigar show Ooh. on next week's show. So mm. you definitely do not want to miss that. It's going to happen live on How About That Cigar. So don't miss that. Um, uh, guys, thank you so much for spending some time on the show with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, love what you guys do. Always been a fan. And, and yeah. um, you know, I miss you guys and uh, continued success in the future. Too, Thanks buddy. for having us, buddy. Yeah, Absolutely. we got we to do this again. Yeah, yeah. This, would was love, a, this was a blast. Would love to do it again if you guys are up for it. And we definitely have to have a drink in Vegas uh, in July. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, So as for all our viewers and listeners, if you ever have any questions, as always, hit us up on HowAboutThatCigar.com. You can also send us questions and comments directly on Facebook. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thank you.